Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide with your host, Mariana Cooper, founder of AHA Moments International and ahamomentsworld.com. Tune in for the next hour and learn to trust your AHA Moments to lead the way to live a passionate and purposeful life. And now here's your host, Mari. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the AHA Moments Radio Show for the inspiration, education, and celebration of enlightened living worldwide. I'm Mari, and happy Tuesday. I am excited about today's show because I think a good chunk of the country is quite stressed out with the uh, 70 inches of snow they predicted on the on the East Coast. I can't even imagine. I just can't. I don't. I I just can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't even imagine it. So, um, stress is a big word, and it's a big word for a lot of people because we're going down into the holiday season and. We are exhausted from all of the stuff going on for the year, and a lot of times at the end of the year, we start reflecting back on what we had wanted to accomplish, and sometimes it hasn't quite panned out that way. We've had all sorts of unexpected uh, things happening, and, um, you know, and, and it's just, it is it is a hard time of year, especially also with the daylight saving time, at least in the U.S., changing and the day is getting shorter, you know, it can go on and on and on. So I get it, and I live it, and I know exactly what you might be going through on whatever level you're going through it on. But tonight we're going to talk about how to handle uh, stress and how to get rid of it energetically. And that's something I'm going to share with you some of my tools that I personally use to manage stress because it is a really major um it is really, really super important if you want to be successful, um, whether you're talking about being successful in the mainstream world or the world of the light workers where you're doing, uh, you know, work in the field, the mind, body, spirit fields. It's really important uh, for you to be able to manage your stress and for you to be able to tease out what it is that's really actually getting to you because uh, a lot of times what we say is, I'm numb. Or I'm stressed when I when people say I'm stressed out, it doesn't really mean anything, right? It's just like a bunch of stuff, and then you have to say, and then someone says, "Oh, well, why are you stressed?" And then you start telling stories, and then it gets worse because then either they agree with you and say, "Oh my God, yeah, yeah, yeah," and they validate what you're saying, or they say, "Oh, you know, you should, you know, take that all that seriously." And that stresses you out more. Or what I get a lot is, "Oh, you don't have stress, Mari." You should hear what's going on in my world, and they start competing with how stressful and how stressed out they are. So I usually say to that, "Okay, well you win. You can be more stressed out than me, and your story can be worse than mine. You win." And then I kind of drop the topic because you don't want to get into a tit for tat match on who's the most stressed out. Basically, what that means is who gets the most attention, who deserves the most attention, and um, and you don't want to get caught in that. So today we're going to talk about some of the different things that you can do, uh, some interventions, and some really super easy things that really do take the lid off, you know, and take the lid off the pressure cooker and let out the steam, and then you can deal with the actual real situations that are bugging you. You know, sometimes you have to tease it out. You have to be willing to do some things to tease it out. A lot of times people have stress because they get more attention being stressed out. And that's something you want to look at, too, is is what's the motivation here? A lot of times people get sick because they get more care when they're sick. And then they keep getting ailments and, you know, accidents and, you know, falling down and all that. And it's it's that, you know, when you look into them energetically, you will see that they feel that um, if they're healthy, nobody will pay attention. If they're not stressed out, if they're not in a massive state of crisis, they won't get the attention that they need. So they have a tendency to recreate situations over and over and over again because energetically they feel that they will be alone. They'll be abandoned without that stress. So we're going to get into that a bit more in a little bit. Right now I want to go over our AHA energy check, which is that we are in a waning moon phase, which means there's 
less and less moonlight in addition to everything else and sunlight. Um, and so that means that it's a time of kind of ebb, the tide's kind of out. You might feel a little run down. You might feel a little brain foggish. Um, and that's really because it's the end of the year. And, you know, and you're having to get that last second wind up for the holidays. Um, however you choose to celebrate. And you know what? It even takes energy to not celebrate. It takes energy to ignore it all. So <laughs> either way, you're going to be uh, affected by the, the next few weeks. Uh, but it's also fall harvest time. So that's the nice balance because it is a time of receiving. It is a time of thanksgiving. It is a time of gratitude and abundance and all that good stuff. So hopefully you're not too worn out to receive the good stuff. And that's why I wanted to do a stress relief show today because um, I don't want you to get so stressed out that you completely, you know, kill the energy of the good energy that's available to you um, during this time. Okay, so as far as what's going on in our community, we have a big, actually I'm doing a um, a big AHA Celebrate sale. And we have about, oh, I don't know, nine or eight or nine products that we've done um, that are going to be on sale. We have a coupon code, and it's going to be 30% off of all these different audio courses that I've taught and that I've also co-led with speakers from our from our community. Uh, we'll have Rudy Hunter's um, Power Booster will be for sale, on sale. For That's uh, the Power Boost 1 and Power Boost 2. We have uh, the Crystal Camp, our AHA Crystal Camp, will be included in the sale. So that's Crystal Camp 1 and Crystal Camp 2. Crystal Camp 1 and Crystal Camp 2 are actually prerequisites for Crystal Camp 3, which we're doing in, in January. And then we'll be doing a live retreat in Asheville, North Carolina at Allison School, at the Sacred Stone School. And um, we'll be doing that retreat in May of next year. So those who have gone through the Crystal Camp series will be eligible to come and meet us um, for a few days uh, probably three day, a three day retreat in May, and it's going to be at the Sacred Stone School, and we're going to do all sorts of stuff in person with the stones. So we're going to be working with um, gridding and uh, setting up energy, energetic patterns with the stones. You know, various stones for healing, for relationships, for money, for um, you know, money in abundance, for uh, to, how to put the place the stones in your home. You know, and really the real tactical. You know, how to, you're going to actually have the stones in front of you. She's got bells with the stones in her place, and she um, has a whole, like, she has rooms and rooms and rooms of, of stones, so you'll be able to pick out stones and know how to see if they're working for you, if they're not working for you, the different combinations, all the stuff that we talk about in class, we're going to actually have hands-on. We're also going to go to the hot springs um, there in Asheville and do some fun stuff in town as well. So we're planning that. That's going to be in May. And um, the first two classes will be 30% off with this sale uh, starting tomorrow. Um, Gina's just working on our page and everything. So if you are on our e-zine list, which is at ahamomentsworld.com, you will get an announcement and the special page link. Um, it's not on the main website as of now because uh, Gina's building a special page for it with all the different products that we have that will be a part of the sale. Um, and I believe uh, the, our angel school that I taught is, uh, which is a five-part series, is, is in that is involved in that sale. And also our advanced series for um, our advanced master class series that we did back in January of this year. We had I think 13 speakers. I know we had Dane and we had Master JD and we had Tom Palladino and we had D Wallace. Really fabulous speakers. And uh, we had a, a whole album of that's going to be for sale as well. It's going to be on sale as well. So you'll be able to see all the products and stuff. You'll see the email that will come out probably tomorrow. And uh, the sale will be for a few days. And it's really to celebrate something really terrific that's happened for me, which is, um, in addition to Thanksgiving and gratitude, uh, I sold my book. I sold my book to a publisher named Watkins Publishing, which is in the U.K., and um, and I'm very excited to have that relationship with them. I'm looking forward to a really um, fun time with them. They're phenomenal, and uh, they're 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 quite big. I mean, they're kind of up there with Hay House as far as UK is concerned. And 
the book will, um, their counterpart here in the U.S. that will be handling the book is Random House. So Random House will be distributing my book and here in the U.S. and Watkins Books will be handling all the foreign sales of the book. So it will be available in fine bookstores worldwide, as they say. <laughs> that sounds so cool. Um, in January of 2016. It might actually be October of 2015. They're going to sort that out. But uh, next year, we will have a big book launch, and um, the book is called The Aha Factor, You Matter and Your Dreams Count. And it's uh, it's going to be – I already wrote pretty much all of it. Uh, we, I think I have two more chapters, and then I'm going to hand them over the manuscript. And then all the fun begins when they start you know, <laughs> marking it up and telling me what they want different. But it is sold. I am grateful, and uh, and I'm really excited because it's my first book, and it was it's really a coup to actually get a book through a real publisher, not self-published. So I'm very excited. It'll be on Amazon as well, and BarnesandNobles.com, and you know, in airports and God knows where else. So, <laughs> uh, but I'm very very excited about that. So that's one of the reasons why we're having this Aha Celebrate sale, and uh, uh, amongst of course this time of year is a time to celebrate. So. I want you guys to be able to fill up your um, your spiritual toolkit, your spiritual library with good stuff, and all of those classes that are on there are really, really top-notch. It's a tremendous amount of information that we, you know, we shifted and changed as we went along because the energy was right, and all the speakers did a phenomenal job. Oh, also Karen Abrams' course, Divine Abundance, is a part of that sale, too. Just, just tag my memory here. Um, okay, and then finally, as far as announcements are concerned, we are now booking uh, private readings for January. And because my schedule is going to be very tight with everything going on with the book deal, and I have actually another book coming out on Amazon that is self-published that's going to be out in January as well, 10 readings in January. So if you would like a New Year's reading, you know, because I always do like a reading thing, at the beginning of the year. I know a lot of people like to sign up for the reading. Um, I just want to let you know, you can still get the 2014 price because uh, the prices are actually going to go up. I'm not doing a sale on readings this year, um, but we are going to allow the 2014 price for the first 10 readings of January. So um, the the um, site for you to go and sign up is Aha Moments World dot com forward slash by the C S E A. So by B Y T H E C S E A. Okay, so ahamomentsworld dot com forward slash by the C and uh, the first ten readings. I'm only doing ten in January. I really won't have the time to do more. I have I'm also doing private coaching and and <laughs> classes and preparing two retreats and it's it's gonna be kind of crazy. So um so we'll have ten slots for that. All right, so I think that's it for announcements uh, in our AHA world. If I think of anything else, I will let you know. But let's get into um, our content for tonight about stressing out and how to handle it energetically. Uh, Of course, we'll be doing a few readings later. And if you want to call in and get in the queue for that, I see a lot of you already have. You're keeping Sam busy, which is a good thing. Oh, wow. Oh, I didn't even see that whole lit. Wow, Sam, there's a lot of people. Um, you can call in at 347-215-9485. That's 347-215-9485. Okay. Um, so let's talk about this stress thing because it's a very interesting thing. First of all, like I said at the top of the show, stress is an interesting word because it means pretty much nothing. It means that you don't really know what's going on. It just doesn't feel good. It's a catch-all word, and it's kind of a numbing-out word, and it's very hard to tackle when it's expressed as that. I'm stressed out. Okay, so and in what way? You know, because there are different ways. There's mental stress, right? There's um, you're arguing with someone at work, or you're feeling like, you know, people are ganging up on you at work, or your boss doesn't get you, or you missed the promotion, or whatever. Then there's physical stress. You know, you're working out too hard. Your body's in a lot, you know, all tied up in knots. Or maybe you sprained your ankle or you're having some kind of healing crisis. Um, There's emotional stress, like the stress of heartbreak or unrequited love or, you know, uh, depression. And then there's energetic stress. And that's 
uh, we talked about that a bit, I believe, last week or a couple weeks ago when we were doing our Toxic People show. But energetic stress is when you are not quite sure why. Most people aren't very aware of energetic stress. I am because I'm in the business of it. But, it, you know, that whole in this business, I'm very, very aware of my energy uh, overloads and, and inloads and outloads. But um, energetic stress is when you're feeling uh, run down, despondent, brain foggy. Um, you could even have, like, not a whole lot going on in your life, like no environmental triggers like job loss or heartbreak. But you just feel like there's kind of like that hopeless feeling or that empty feeling. Sometimes there's an empty feeling. Um, and energetic stress can also feel like you've been like almost like psychically attacked where somebody, I call it, smudges you. I got smudged the other day um, and, and I was really aggravated about it. And I was just like, and, and it's something that comes out of left field. Sometimes you're on the phone, you're talking to somebody and then they kind of throw us for me because I'm psychic and that's what I do for a living. I always know beyond someone's words what they're doing intentionally and what they're saying intention-wise, I always know. And I don't always let people know I know. Sometimes, I, most of the time I keep it to myself, but I always know. I always know when somebody's saying one thing and they mean something else. And I also always know when somebody's lying. Always, 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 I always know. may not let them know I know, but I always know. And, um, and, and when that kind of thing happens, you feel almost like you got energetically stabbed in the back or energetically punched in the stomach. Well, your solar plexus, which is the area right around your belly button, that's that big yellow ball of energy right around your belly button, is where that's your will center, but it's also the center where you take in the stress from other people. And so a lot of times you'll see, have you ever seen somebody, um, like you see with kids all the time, or you see when you, let's say you're somebody's boss and call them in to talk to them about a situation that wasn't particularly positive, and the first thing they do is they fold their arms, or your boyfriend, your girlfriend, you know, they fold their arms. It's the natural energetic response to cover up solar plexus because they feel like they're going to be attacked at the most vulnerable place for psychic attack is through the solar plexus. So you'll see people, they put their arm across their waist or they fold their arms immediately, protecting both the solar plexus and the heart chakra. That's our, you know, sort of natural animalistic response to an energetic attack. And because most people don't even know that, they just automatically do it and go into protecting themselves energetically and not realizing that they actually are doing that. When you do feel that you've been, um, you know, smudged energetically, um, that will cause stress. And most people try to handle an energetic smudge with a physical response. And that physical response can be like, oh, God, I can't stand it. I don't know why I just got off that phone. Why did I even have that conversation? Or I just, I was feeling fine when I got on the phone, but now I feel like crap. And wait, huh, did she say what I think she said? I know the words would say that, but was that what, did they really mean that? And then you start to feel, then it immediately got triggers stuff, right? Triggers depression, sadness, anger, and you immediately turn to, I got to have a brown, you know, I got to have a cigarette. I got to have, you know, I got to go shop. I'm going to go look on Facebook and, and, and take my mind off of things. So I'm going to throw the TV on. Well, you know, um, when you have a situation where somebody else throws shade, as they say, your way, and you feel it energetically, so you find yourself covering your gut, you find yourself bending over. See, that's another thing. When people energetically get smushed in that solar plexus area, they double over. I've had that. I've, I've noticed that. Sometimes, you know, I'll be like, ah. You know, when you go, ah, your first reaction. How many of you go, ah, and throw yourself backwards? It, it doesn't even make any sense. It's like it's not a natural response. It's like, ah, oh, you throw yourself backwards, and then you double over. You go down lower, and then you sit back up, right? So you go down lower because you're collapsing the solar plexus. Well, if you don't know how to clear that solar plexus, guess what? All of that starts to layer. And as it layers and layers and layers and layers, you get blocked. And you now, it creates a numbness. Because now, every time something happens to you, you go out and you have a brown. You go out and you have another ice cream. You go out and you 
it's for the escape. You go out, you smoke. You go out, you smoke. I need a cigarette. I need a cigarette. I need a cigarette. I, my life, have never, ever smoked a cigarette. Not one, not one drag, not one. Um, I've also never had a cup of coffee, which people find really phenomenal because I'm in Starbucks all the time. But I always get iced teas or a chai tea or something. I never get coffee. I've never had a cup of coffee. And... um but I do know some people who are very, you know, who are heavy smokers, and they say that, you know, they they need they need to, it it calms them down, and it actually really doesn't. It really revs up your your system. But um, the, what's calming them down is they're breathing deeper. They take breaths, and one of the things that happens is that when you get sucker punched even energetically in your solar plexus, you go, you collapse your diaphragm and you lose your breath. So you're having physical responses to energetic attack. And I'm using the word attack in a big way. I'm using it like we would be talking about physically. However, an energetic attack takes a lot less force for you to feel it. Now, if you don't know anything about any of this and all that kind of stuff, you're pretty numbed out, um, people perceive other things. They misidentify what it is. but um, you're always, everything is happening. Anything that's happening physically in your physical world, I don't care if it's a sickness, I don't care if it's a money issue, I don't care if it's a relationship issue, I don't care if it's an office politics issue, is in response to something in your own energy. And a lot of times, as Spirit is trying to get you to step up and pay attention and change your direction, things will get heavier and heavier and heavier not because somebody's out to get you or some god from on high is trying to punish you or teach you a lesson or cause that or any of that. What happens is that you're, you, you keep collapsing your energetic systems that are built in to help you, and you're building more and more gunk. It's like not, never brushing your teeth or letting the junk mail pile up to the point where, you know, one night you have to take six hours to shred everything, you know? So um, the ways, there are several ways to handle um, stress energetically. And I know that um, there are several overlapping things that you can do physically, like um, getting a, a therapist and talking it through, or uh, exercise and going to the gym is always a big a big uh, thing. And, um, and uh, a lot of people do go, like, become gym junkies so they can manage their stress. But, you know, of course, the gym, when you, when you do work out, um, whether it's in a gym or, you know, outside, excuse me, I'm a whole congested today, uh, it kicks out all kinds of hormones that, that counterbalance the stress. So it absolutely is a, a wonderful thing to do. And I do think that um, I know a lot of light workers who try to handle every single thing they go through with an energetic um, solution. And that's a great starting point. But then you do really want to do physical things as well. You don't want to just rely on the energy to pay the bills. You want to do all the energy work first because it makes it the most efficient for you when you start to do the physical stuff. And then you do have to take physical action um, as well. So when you're talking about, you know, stress management, uh, we're going to talk about some of the energetic things you can do. And then you still do want to go work out. You want to get out in in nature. Now, here's where that overlaps. So you go to the gym because you got stressed out at work. So you say, okay, you know what, I'm just going to go run this off on the treadmill. And you go and run. Now, you're getting a lot of hormonal support, you know, endorphins and your adrenaline and all that. And you're also sweating out toxins. So it's not, you know, all that, that um, cortisol that, you know, and all the, all the different toxins in your body kind of start to sweat out, which is good. But what you're also getting is you're inhaling a tremendous amount of oxygen, which is also feeding your cells, your cell structure. It's making out your metabolic systems work better. It's feeding your brain, which is awesome. Um, but it's also the, all the ox, molecules of oxygen that your spiritual information travels on the molecules of oxygen that you take in. So it's kind of like plugging into uh ticker tape on the, on the bottom of CNN you see on the stock market you see that little rolling scroll there or on e-channel where you hear about all the things everybody's doing in Hollywood they scroll it on the bottom they call it the lower third of the screen um, well 
what your spiritual information, when you plug in and you say, okay, I'm going to become present now and I'm going to get out of the past and out of the future and I'm going to just become present, that presence comes, let's say you get on the treadmill, and in order to even stay up on the treadmill, you have to kind of be present, right, because otherwise you'll flip off of it. And that presence, you start to breathe deeper. And when you breathe deeper, you take in molecules of energy. That's exactly like plugging into that ticker tape of streaming energetic information that's available to you, and then you start to get insight. Every time you take a deep breath, you're taking in solutions from the energetic world. Now, the energetic world comes in actually as numbers, and it translates into words, and that translates into insights that you either pick up on or you don't. And But what you will find is that um, a lot, wherever you're going and you're breathing deeply, you'll get insights, especially if you're not polluting yourself with cigarette smoke. Now, that's a whole other thing, but I won't even go in, I won't go there today, but I'm, I'm going to stay on the positive side of the, the deep breathing. If you are on a treadmill, you are swimming, you are out in nature, you're taking a good solid walk, and you're inhaling lots of oxygen and deeply, like down into your solar plexus. And when you do that, generally you naturally do it because you're exerting yourself. So your body needs more oxygen, so you automatically take deeper breaths. You are also taking in energetic downloads of information. So that's why yoga is so has breathing so involved, all kinds of meditation, Tai Chi, all the martial arts, all the dancing. I always say, breathe, breathe. Even when I'm, you know, riding horses or you teach a horseback riding, breathe, keep breathing, right? So anything that involves that physical exertion is going to help you to get energetic relief of stress and information. Now, one of the big reasons why people get stressed out and I know for myself at this stage, I'm, I have a really good life. I do whatever I want, whatever I want. If I want to get up at 10 o'clock in the morning, I get up at 10 o'clock in the morning. If I want to stay up till 2 in the morning, I stay up till 2 in the morning. If I want to do most of my work at 9 o'clock at night, I do. If I want to do it good to 7 o'clock in the morning, I do. If I don't want to work at all, I don't work. I created that over the last, very deliberately over the last 20 years. I've worked to this, to this point. Uh, but, it, you know, so I have flexibility. And for me, freedom and flexibility is everything. It is the biggest contributor to a low stress level is because I know that I can get up and however I need to create my day, I can create it because that when I feel like I have control over my day and I have control over my time, it reduces my stress down to, you know, very, very low levels. Okay, now not everybody has, has has gotten to that point, and not everybody wants that. Some people are much happier with routines. I have friends who who feel much happier with a day in day out kind of a thing that they can count on, and there's a a kind of a routine that feels right to them, and they like to know, okay, work is here, and then when I'm done with work, I'm done with work. For me. I can actually have work going on kind of all day, kind of laces in and out, because as I'm doing something fun, I'm thinking about the next radio show or, like, the next program or, you know, what chapter of the book or, you know, some kind of issue. I can I can solve it on my walk, you know, that kind of thing. Other people don't like it like that. They like their days more, more regimented, and that gives them a sense of peace. Like, they know. They need to know, you know. I know this much money is coming in because I spent this many hours and it's guaranteed and that's what relieves the stress. You need to know what your formula is. But um, the point of it all is that if you are looking at each of the physical things that you do and looking at them from two vantage points, looking at how it's affecting you physically and in your physical world, and then always ask the question, and what is this going to do to my energy? Because part of stress is not recognizing the energetic effect. So for me, I've tried the whole regimented, you know, get up at this time every day, and da, 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 da. I figure, well, maybe I'll get more done if I'm like that. It stressed me out. It was crazy. I didn't get anything done. I work in spurts. I work at spurts. I, I can, I will, most of these radio shows I'll put together at 1 o'clock in the morning because it downloads. It's like, boom, I just wait for the guys. And if I try to do it at 1 o'clock in the afternoon during regular working hours, 
it'll take me like I, I, I see nothing. I feel nothing. I don't like to talk about stuff that doesn't get me excited to talk about it. You can't really run a show like that. So, you know, it, it's like I'm very much in midday. I, I can't be, I, I'm not really good at being super creative midday. But as soon as after like 9, 10 o'clock at night, from 10 o'clock at night to 2 o'clock in the morning, whoosh, I mean, I can do a show and I can bang out a show in six minutes, whereas it might take me two hours in the afternoon. So, so you have to look at your personal cycle. And one of the reasons why I left corporate America and, you know, working for other people kind of thing is because I needed, I knew that my cycles were not the norm. I knew that I'm a super late night person. I'm really not a morning person. Um, I I don't even really like to be for one o'clock in the afternoon. Um, and I pity the people who talk to me before then because either I don't remember what they said or I'm not very nice. Uh, but after one o'clock, boom, okay. Hey, everybody. I'm so happy to talk to you. You know, where are y'all? You know, and so, um, but you have to know your personal cycles. That, and if you can start to take some control over that, Okay, you it will make you feel a lot better just knowing that this is I'm this type of person. You know, some people have complete anxiety. They look at my life and they're like, I don't even know how you do it. You're like, you are just you're just weird, you know. And it would give me a katahara, as my friend would say, or a heart attack. Um, other people are like, wow, that is so cool that you can function that way. That's awesome. But I, I'm not saying to be like me by any means. I'm just saying to know your cycle. And just by hearing this, you'll start asking questions a little differently of your life, evaluating your life a little differently and saying, okay, how do I do this? Now, the point that I was getting to before is sometimes we don't know how to do something, and that's what's causing us stress. Sometimes, you know, much to the intellectual's dismay, your mental mind is at a loss. Yep, it happens. You don't have all the answers. You don't know how to do it. what it is you know you have to do next. I know when I started to write my book many years ago, um, and especially in the last year when I decided to, actually last two years, when I decided that I was going to, you know, go ahead and, and really finish it, um, I remember feeling really stressed out, like not wanting to get out of bed stressed out. Like all of a sudden, me getting up at 10 o'clock turned up to me getting up at 12. And I'm like, what is the matter with you? And I realized that I was afraid because I didn't know how to write the book. Like I didn't know what the structure of the pages should be and should I have review questions and should I have a workshop book. And how did, you know, there were so many things that, that were unknown. And I was saying, well, I'm not a good writer. I'm not a good writer. I'm a fine writer. I just didn't know what I was doing when it came to writing my first book in a way that was going to be fit for human consumption. You know, it's not a journal entry anymore. It's not a blog article. It's not sales copy. It's not marketing copy. It's a book following you. And I had to put myself in your shoes, you know. And so instead of eating myself alive and then never doing the book, I went and I learned how to do the book. So I went to a writer's retreat. I signed up for a writer's retreat, and for five days, I threw myself in with a bunch of what I called, quote, real writers. I was up in Vermont, uh, and in Snowmageddon, the snow was just absolutely ridiculous because it was um, right after Christmas. I took the whole week between Christmas and New Year's, and I spent New Year's there. And what was so amazing was that I wasn't writing because I thought, you know, I'm this prolific writer who's going to be the next Hemingway. And, you know, I just was like, well, i got to get this book done because it's part of what I wanted to, you know, to do for this business. And I, I wasn't thinking, okay, I'm going to go be a legend or anything like that. But I was with a whole bunch of writers who are on that, you know, that train. Like, you know, they're legendary. <laughs> they're phenomenal. I, I mean, I, I in fact, I think I'm going to do a little series on getting your first book done, you know, next year sometime because uh, I, I gained a lot of insight along the way. And one of the guys there, he, you know, he I, I mean, all of the writers there were phenomenal. And so, but what I did was I surrounded myself with people who already had done it. They were all, you know, writing all the time, and he's published 4,000 things, and uh, some of the other gals had published as much. But, 
actually like one other person was working on her first book and she was just as scared as I was. But now she's got a publisher and her book's coming out in a couple of months. And, uh, but what we did was we threw ourselves right in the pit with people who have already done it. And that's one of the best ways for you to reduce stress is when you hit your wall of not knowing how to do something, admit it. Don't go out and smoke and eat and have sex on, you know, <laughs> whatever with random people. Go and figure out how to do what it is. Ask yourself the question, am I really stressed out or am I lacking information on how to do something? Because I know as soon as somebody teaches me how, I wanted to do it one time. You can ask Sam the day that I did my very first radio show. He was with me, it looks, I don't know, I think it's almost four years ago. And he was just laughing at me about that last week. And I came to this to this thing. And, of course, you know, I mean, who was listening? It was my first show. Nobody even knew I existed. And I had 30 pages of notes. 30. And he's laughing at me like, I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. We had commercial breaks, and I had to learn how to, you know, segue into a break and come out of a break and all that stuff. And he's like, okay, just start talking. Just start talking, you know. And But after I did the first one and I saw I wasn't dead on the other side of it, the next one, I had 15 pages of notes. And now I usually only have like a half a page, if that, you know, because I can, I can fly with it and I can change gears. You know, I've had it where guests didn't show up. It kind of fell off the earth and I had to run the whole show and just yap my way through an hour. And, you know, and I did. So it's just you, uh, that um, relieves a lot of stress. A lot of people say, oh, Mari, you know, I'm not confident. I need to be confident first before I do something. And I'm like, well, you don't get confident by not doing it. You only get confident by doing it. So if, you, if you're stressing because you feel like, okay, I haven't started my healing practice yet because I'm not confident. Well, duh, how do you get confident if you haven't started it yet? You, haven't, you, know, you have to go through some clients to get your, your, your feet wet. And then, you know, and are you going to kill anybody? No. You get properly certified at whatever it is you're trying to do. I know somebody recently told me she read a bunch of books, and then now she's hanging up a shingle because she thinks she could do that. Don't do that. That's setting. That's a recipe for disaster, because then you're only like two seconds ahead of your clients. But if you get properly certified and you have integrity and ethics, which is what that is, you know, and and you go out and you legitimately want to start doing something in a healing practice or energy work or any, anything, um, and you're going to get some practical experience, volunteer and do it for a while just to get yourself confident through experience. Experiencing things is confident, is what builds confidence. And, and, and the other thing is um, people get stressed out because they feel like, you know, I've not, you know, what, whatever I'm going to do doesn't really... Uh, matter, you know, or I've made all kinds of mistakes, so now I'm stuck. Well, that didn't work. I had a business once, and that didn't work, so I don't want to start another one because that one didn't work. Well, guess what? You're suffering from a business not working, and your mistakes and your shortcomings and your trips and falls are worth way more to people than your easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy ride to paradise. Nobody really cares when you haven't been through anything. People want to know that you've been through something to get to where you're going because they're going through stuff. They haven't had that easy life, and they're not going to come to you, you know, especially as a healer or, you know, like the kind of work I do or that, you know, most light workers do. They're not coming to you because life is wonderful. They're coming to you because they've had issues that are really stumping them, and they need, they need intervention. They need help. And they really feel much happier when they know you've been through something and you've overcome it. So a lot of times we use stress to stop us from forward progression in those things. And what I'm hoping that you'll see is that if you have stopped yourself because of a past fall or mishap, um, get more education. Surround yourself with people who have already done what you're doing. And and that's exactly what I did when I went to that writer's retreat. You know, it was five days and 50-something inches of snow and Vermont got help me. <laughs> and, uh, <clears throat> but I was with these amazing writers. And by the end of it, 
I really understood so much more about not just how to write, but what it meant to be a writer and what the lifestyle was and how to organize your time and how, you know, what a writer's block was and how normal it was and how to get out of it, all those kinds of things, you know. So it, it took, it was like a whole week of reducing stress so I could get on to the next thing and it built so much confidence, you know. So um, a couple of other tools, and then we're going to get to some readings. Um, I just wanted to say, uh, that I use is one of the things I do when I get really emotionally stressed out and then it translates into energetically stressed out is I do a phone fast. I'll do a phone fast and I won't talk to any of my friends or family for a few days so that I can find my own voice again and I can tease out what's bothering me or just rest and not have to justify things or listen to anybody else's stuff or you know you just need a rest you need energetically a rest to come back to center remember that any any time you have anxiety you're living in the future and any time you have depression or anger you're living in the past and really the past is gone the future isn't here yet so what you've got is the present moment now i remember when i used to hear this and i'd say what my present moment is so painful. I'm terrified of everything. I'm scared I'm not going to do this, and this isn't going to work, and there's bills, and there's this, and there's that. Present is awful. I want to live in the future because at least that's something I can create that's not created yet. And and so and so it's great. Yeah, you, you do want to do visioning and for the future and all that kind of stuff. But what you want to do is create the future for now. You want to be able to say, okay, well, I'm going to – you know, start my own business, and I'm going to vision myself, you know, as if I was already, uh, you know, with this business. You want to do it as if you're already in it because it brings you into the now. It brings you into the frequency of it right now. It brings it to you. If you constantly say someday I will and well when I get confident I will, you have everything going off into the future, which makes the present moment really void, really scary because it's just filled with some days which means you're losing time and it creates a much higher stress level. So you want to, whenever you're envisioning what you want, you know, to happen for you, really pull it in, see yourself as pulling it into the present moment and saying, I'm, I'm already this, as opposed to putting it off in the future because that will create anxiety because a lot of times we attach our happiness and our permission to feel safe and happy onto something that has to happen for us first. When he calls me, I'll be happy. When he moves in with me, I'll be happy. When he asks me to be mar- to marry him, I'll be happy. When I get that money, then I'll be happy. When I get that money, I'll start a business. When I get that money, I'll do... I'll, you know what? When you let yourself be joyful, especially with money, and I mean, like, take a, a good walk, smell some roses or, you know, shovel some snow and get a good sweat up or whatever it is. You know, watch a great movie, get lost in it. When you find joy in that moment, that joy does not cost money, you are actually now making money because joy is what brings the money in. When you are stressing constantly and saying, someday I'll be happy, but I just have to get the money first. I just have to get the once I'm like solvent with money, then I'll go and I'll write the book. Then I'll be able to take you know, and that's just not true. That's just not true. The way you start writing a book is to get a notebook and every day write for five minutes. Write for ten minutes. Write, you know, carry a, a little tape recorder in your car and if you have an insight or an idea, put it out there. Put it into the recorder. That's how you start. And then everything starts to, to fall into place. Um, okay. So I think I'm going to stop here with that. I'm going to take some of your calls, and we'll see what else we get um, in relationship to that. And so those of you who are waiting online, please uh, listen up, because we're going to open the lines up now and get to some of you here. And good Lord, there's a lot of you here today. So thanks for for coming. Um, Okay, so our first question is from Sherelle in Detroit. Hi, Sherelle. Hi, how are you? Thanks for taking the call. How are you? Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for waiting. (laughs) Welcome. Um, I was wondering, how does a guy named Sam feel about me? 
Um, I think it feels like advanced friendship with maybe something for more. But I think he's looking more at friendship than relationship. Okay. Yep. That's what it feels okay. like. And, and I would just... Yeah, go ahead. And I would say, do you know or do you see him contacting me so? Um, I see him as being rather distant. I don't... I, I think you will hear from him, but it feels like it's a ways out. And I would really focus on something else right now. Okay. I would, yeah. Okay. Thank you. All right, my dear. Thanks for calling in. You're welcome. Bye. Okay, next we have Sue from Boston. Hi, Sue. Hi, good evening. Thank you. You're welcome. What's your question? Um, I I am without a job. I'm unemployed at this time something I have never been <laughs> in all my years. This is a whole new space for me. Uh-huh. And uh, I am um, I am really, like, all of the things that you spoke about, I've been listening to that and thinking, hmm, is this something new for me? Am I going in a different direction? So um, I really took everything in that you said. And I'm a little concerned because it's been 10 months already, and uh, I really thought I would have a job by now. And I'm wondering, you know, it seems like I'm in a transition. And, yeah, um, yeah a really is part of this feels like it's a gift because I really needed some time. And right. and now part of me is a little afraid because I'm like, yeah, time is good. And I was ill and I needed, I really needed to have space. But, hmm, we also need money. <laughs> right, um, right. So I'm a little confused. And what do you think your confusion is? Like, should um, you get a job or not get a job or what? <laughs> no, I really want to go back to work. I have a lot of gifts and talents. Um, but for all the jobs that I've applied for, I ha- you know, I'm really, I really have a beautiful resume, and I haven't received any offers at all. Yeah. I think it's because you're going at it in a, in a way of I need money, but I have these gifts and talents, and I'm not sure that you're thinking up the gifts and talents in with the job. It's kind of like the money is a separate thing from the gifts, gifts and talents, and that's your next step is to have that um, unfolding of how do you start to combine the gifts and talents into work that feels nourishing to you. So instead of looking for a job that's going to take you away from fear and give you security, and so attaching your happiness onto that, you're actually, which is really, you're going to laugh at me, but you're actually really happy not working. Yes, I needed some time. Yeah, I've had to learn how to do this. I've had to learn how to be yeah. happy in the moment. Yeah. Yep, and you're dutiful because, you know, you feel like, okay, but, you know, you, there's a obligatory or dutiful aspect to you to feel like you need to work, you know, and to make money. Of course, we need to make money. But there's a this is a transition point you, this is the turning point, is to start asking the, the, the job question a little differently of yourself. And, um, and the question to ask is, what contribution can I be that will create more money than I know what to do with, make my heart sing, and be available to me now? So it's a totally different thing than what kind of job can I get that will pay the bills so that I can make sure I'm safe. That will keep a resume sitting there cold. But when you ask what contribution can I be, then um, and you can even say it this way, which is another way. What could, you know, if let's say you want to make a hundred thousand dollars a year, what contribution can I be that's that's worthy of a hundred thousand dollars a year, or that's equivalent, not worthy, equivalent to a hundred thousand dollars a year? You'll be surprised how much quicker the phone will start to ring. It's it's how you, again, how you manage the energy around what you're looking for. Jobs really lock people up in their head because we have all kinds of judgments around what a job should be. And most of the time the judgment is it should be hard and arduous and then, you know, I'm virtuous and I'm beautiful. But that's really old, like, you know, last century kind of thinking. In this new energy, alignment, with what makes your heart sing is the best thing you can do for any employer. 
And the worst thing you can do is go and, and take the job because it's time to get back to work because you need money. So play right. in that and I, position. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons is I, is I could just go get a job. I could just go work per diem, but that doesn't feel correct. Yeah, well, it's not, the, it's not a matter of correct or not correct, that you want to kind of kick the correct thing out of your vocabulary. What you want to say instead is it doesn't feel, that doesn't have a good place for me or it doesn't feel good to me. And look for look for those little heightened um, emotions. I think that you are saying one thing, but you are actually feeling something else, and that's why you're getting the crisscross. Because once you find that alignment, it, you'll you'll be fine with, you know, the right situation will come up. Uh, I'm going to have to jump to the next person. So um, I hope that's helped a little bit. And I would just say reframe it in your head and in your okay. heart. And, and and I think you're going to see a shift. I don't think you're going to be without work for a long time at all. I think by the you know first or second month of next year, you're going to be in a good place. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Sue. Have a great night. Okay, next we have uh, Natalie in San Francisco. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Mari. Thanks for taking my call. Oh, you're welcome. How can I help hey, you tonight? Um, so uh, I'm moving in two weeks, and also um, I interviewed for a job that I really want to get um, uh-huh. with a guy named Eric and a woman named Kim, and um, it it ha- it's, hasn't progressed any further yet, and I'm just wondering if it is going to go further because it just really, really lights my heart up. Oh, good. Um, it does feel like it is. It's the end of the year, and there's. Um, it feels like it's more of a situation of people are on vacation, budgets are kind of quiet, they have an eye for it, but it's more of a beginning of the new year kind of a thing. You know, it's just, it's just a timing thing. I don't think that you don't have the job. It does feel like you're going to get it or you're going to get it. Mm -hmm. And then there'll be something else too, that's going to come up too. And you'll say, Oh, that's an interesting option as well. And, you know, so really it's a matter, it's a divine delay, not a no. Okay. I was wondering if the guy that I interviewed with was interested in working with me. I'm just, uh, that's the only my kind of my question because they they pulled back a little bit and said they would get back to me. So I was like, okay. Just, I don't even uh, know how much longer he's going to be there. So just just let it let it play itself out and don't attach your happiness and your future onto this one job. Keep okay. yourself spacious. Okay. Keep yourself spacious. This or something better mm-hmm. for the highest and greatest good of all concerned. Mm-hmm. And you're open. And you can say to your angels, if there's something even better, by all means, I'm all yours. Don't attach yourself onto the you're, – you're giving him permission to make or break you getting a job. That's right. literally handing over the energetic range to him. Don't worry about right. him. If, right. if you Stay focused on, the, on what your contribution can be and just keep asking the question, you know, if there's something better, you know, this or something better, and I'm open. Mm-hmm. Okay. A lot of times we try to say a bird in the hand beats two in the bush, but not when it comes to energy. Right, right. And I have been doing right. what you've been talking about, which is imagining myself in this position and kind of the creative things I want to do and being in that place. And um, so, yeah, don't uh, don't imagine yeah. don't imagine yourself in it because then that's that just stays in imagination. What you want to do is to. Um, Go into, you know, your meditation or, you know, close your eyes, take a few deep breaths, mm-hmm. and then feel yourself already, like, feel yourself as it. Not imagining, like, from afar being there and what you're going to oh, do no, no. this and that. Yeah, when but I, feeling I yourself you. like, yeah. I, I do that. that. That's actually what right. I do. I see myself in the job, talking with people and saying things. But you don't want to see yourself. That, you, know. you, want to see, you want to see the job. And you don't mm-hmm. want to be looking at yourself like you're in a movie. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm in okay. me. <laughs> I'm in within oh, okay, me. Okay, got it, got it, got it. Okay, yeah. great. Just, just listen. Okay, yep. thanks, Mari. All right, my dear. Good luck. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, next we have, uh, okay, Gina, 
in Georgia. Hi, Gina. Hi. Thank you for taking my call. Uh-huh. What's your question? Uh, my question is about my career. Um, I am pretty busy, um, and I'm thankful that I have a job or three jobs sometimes. And um, But it's, um, it's the reason why I had to take these jobs is because of my personal changes that I have to go through. So I just want to see is there a breakthrough that I can just be working one job that take care of everything. If you reorganize your thoughts, it feels like what's really keeping you from the job that's going to carry you, you know, where it's one salary is more your confidence than anything else. And um, and it's also what your angels are telling me is it's a, one of those cases of just not knowing how to do something as opposed to, so they're saying like more education or some kind of certification will help you a lot in in getting that one job. So the breakthrough is really with you. Like something that's happening through osmosis out of nowhere, not so much, but it feels like there's a shift that you you do, and it might be um, even just getting out and networking and meeting a different set of people. Uh, but most importantly, Gina, is to start to, to be willing to be honest with yourself about what you really enjoy. Because you're willing to, you're good at working, you know, you're good and you're dutiful and you're, you know, you you work hard. But your position around work is that it's hard. And again, like we were, I was talking to the other gal earlier, you want to ask what contribution can I be? That's equivalent to however much money it is you want to make. And that's going to give you a different set of options that will start to, to bubble up. Okay, um, because I have um, started networking with other people. I have. I thought yep, I should. Keep going. Keep going. Um, yep, keep I, going. you know, because um, because I know what I want to do, but at the same time, it's kind of like unrestricted be, because of the personal change. I don't want to go through it on phone. Right. But um, but I feel once that lifts off of me, I think I could pursue it more um, because I'll finally get that monkey off my back. Like, okay, now I can really move forward. Yeah, but, well, move um, forward in your vision of yourself anyway. Okay. So, Don't let um, the physical dictate. And I'm going to have to jump off because I'm, I, I have to end the show. But okay. um, I'm just going to have to stop there. But I would just say change your what you what you need to change is the waiting part in your head. If this lifts off of me, then maybe I could, and then I could. You want to change that to being, regardless, seeing it already gone, just stepping in with both feet. It's done. It's done. Okay. okay. That's it. Okay? All right. Okay, thank you. Good luck to you. Okay. Take, take care. Have a good night. Okay, well, I think that brings us to the end of yet another AHA Moments radio show. I am, um, I know next week is, is Thanksgiving. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so uh, a lot's going on. But thank you for listening tonight. Again, our sale starts tomorrow, www.ahamomentsworld.com. Get on our email list, and you'll see the announcement starting tomorrow. And if you want one of those 10 January readings, you want to definitely sign up now ahamomentsworld.com forward slash by the sea. So we will end as we always do with my motto, which is you truly can have exactly what you want. You absolutely deserve it too. And in this energy, anything is possible. Take care, everybody. Have a great night. You've been listening to the Aha Moments Radio Show with your host, Mari. Be sure to visit her blog and website at www.ahamomentsinc.com. That's A-H-A, moments with an S, inc.com. Also join Mari on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash ahamomentsinc and Twitter at twitter.com slash ahamoments. We can't wait to see you there.